Hello, my lovelies. You are now listening to The Vow, Voice of Women. The intention of this podcast is to empower women through sharing of real life stories. We have a fab lineup of inspiring, kick-ass, real, dedicated women. We're going to get down and dirty. What has made these women successful? What makes them tick? How do they handle conflict? And what might they eat in a day? So here we go. social media to Aya. So Aya and I are sitting here. We've never met before. We've just locked eyes for the first time this morning. And um, Aya's story is um, one of triumph, uh, one of courage. And uh, I'm just really excited to share it with my listeners today. So thank you for being here, Aya. Thank you so much. My pleasure to be here. (laughs) (laughs) So I think, you know, your journey and your story is one that needs to be heard. And so Tell us about yourself where and where you grew up to start out with. Thank you, Tanya. Actually, uh, like using this platform to share our story is something really incredible. Um, actually, I, I was born in Syria and uh, I spent uh, most of my life in that country. And it was my first time to go out of Syria, like to this place, to Canada. So... Um, I I uh, I can say I spent a well balanced uh, childhood and a happy one regardless uh, all the situations that that that's happening or regardless regardless what's happening in that country um, due of the war and due of the lack of um, uh, human rights due due of other issues as well. Um, I I worked uh, for the first uh, for the last four years uh, with the Red Crescent, uh, and uh, I witnessed lots of uh, sad and hard situations. Um, but I was able to approve myself. I was able to be myself because my passion is to help others and to be like uh, to provide some support. So I could do that uh, during the war. And I had to leave because uh, me and my ex-husband couldn't find a, a stable or well-established place to just uh, get married and, and to continue our life there. So we seek like we seeked refuge and, and then we got it in actually 20 days 20 between days. yes, between applying and getting accepted and flying to this place. Wow. So you came to Calgary as a refugee. Yeah. And you, 20 days prior to that, you had made an application to do so. Yep. And so was it fast-tracked because you were in danger in Syria? Or how does, why why so quickly? I'm shocked to hear that. Yeah, that process was uh, in our advantage for sure because uh, the government, the Canadian government decided to bring as much as Syrian uh, t- like to let them escape from that situation. So I've met a- uh, later people who fly uh, in three days wow. bef- after providing their their documents. So it's um, 
it's uh, great. It's a great opportunity because uh, immigration, immigrating, or immigration is is uh, is a hard process here to Canada, and I'm struggling honestly now to invite my family and to bring someone uh, to here to support me to to like uh, to spend our life together because my family is missing lots of details because they never they've. They've never met my baby, for example, mm-hmm. and and they don't know her yet. So, I I need someone to be with me in this place, and I'm struggling to do that because of all the requirements and because of all the like uh, conditions to bring someone. But we were lucky uh, to get that uh, uh, approval really quickly. Wow, that's I'm so shocked. Like. <laughs> You wow! I just can't imagine. So you, so okay. I'm gonna come back to this. Um, tell me what it was like to grow up as a child in Syria. Was it what did you? Was it a safe place when you were younger? And say in the last ten to fifteen years, it's become a more war torn community because. Um, when I was in Israel last year, I actually Googled the most dangerous places in the world to live, and um, Afghanistan is number one, and Syria is number two. Um, and so, uh, has it been like that for many, many years? And what was it like as a child? Was it just normal to you? Or tell us about that. Yeah, actually, uh, like to be fair, it was safe. It, that country was safe, uh, regardless what we were looking for. As uh, like, like for example, people uh, are looking for their rights, for their human rights, for their freedom, for their dignity. Uh, but it was safe. There wasn't all that human trafficking, for example. There wasn't um, uh, like all the details which which uh, popped up uh, after the war wasn't existed or were not existed. So um, I I enjoyed my childhood. Uh, I know it was a humble place to to be raised in. Um, but uh, we we enjoyed lots of memories uh, because um, based on a study, like if you're removing that part of the brain which is responsible for your memories, you will not be the same person. You will no- lose your uh, identity. So in my case, um, I'm the person who who I'm that person today because of all these memories. So I I can't like say I didn't enjoy my childhood or I didn't spend a great time between uh, among my family and my friends and my all my life life details you know so yeah it was it was, it was a, a good it was memory a happy and humble <laughs> upbringing yes and so at what age were you when you started to think that you may want to leave Syria that it may not be a safe place long-term uh, for you and, and your ex-husband? Uh, our city uh, was still safe, um, even during the war, uh, because uh, we, we like, uh, opened our uh, houses and we, uh, like, uh, there was lots of camps for, for refugees who, who really escaped from the uh, hot areas. Uh, so, Sweda, my city is called Sweda, uh, it was a safe place for others. So that's why I was able to thrive. And at the time where people or when people were trying to survive. 
so I, I could help others and uh, we decided to leave the country because my husband couldn't come back to this place because he was uh, working in Lebanon uh, and uh, he was wanted to the army and he refused to join because he didn't want to be a murderer or uh, he didn't want to involve in that fight so he was wanted so he couldn't come back so we had to de to find a better place because Lebanon was even tight and 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 like not enough for their own citizens so we couldn't like stay there or or live there wow yeah it's uh yeah, I mean, I know in many parts of, of that world, you know, you are required at the age of 18 to join the army. And uh, if you don't, then you're punished, um, you know, sent to jail. And I've heard that even if you if you leave the country, you can never go back. Otherwise, you would have to serve your time or be imprisoned. Yeah. It's mandatory. Yeah, and it's and mandatory. you can't have the, the choice to, yeah. to just not participate. Wow, that's a definitely a freedom taken away, right? Yep, a, absolutely. A, to to decide here, it's a decision. <laughs> so, what? Tell us. I'm just trying to picture you guys leaving Syria. Like, what were your feelings that that day when you were leaving Syria, coming to Canada as a refugee? What did you feel the day that you left? And were you scared, excited, nervous, or all of the above to come to Canada? Uh, it was a great dream uh, to to live in this develop uh, developed place, um, and and I know Canada is one of the greatest countries uh, that we've heard about since we were kids. So being in this place is uh, is a blessing, uh, but I can't uh, forget all the emotions that I I had or all the. Uh, like all the like details that I went through as an immigrant, because uh, being rooted out of your place is is really um, hard and and it's tough. So I'm still struggling until now because um, I'm trying to approve myself again and trying to like uh, be myself again because I'm I'm totally changed since I came to this place. Uh, I can't, uh, uh, like, uh, for example, speak my language, uh, except with my Arabic community. But the Arabic community are, uh, is, is not the whole Canadian community. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of limited now. So I'm still trying to, to learn the language, to go through other uh, details. Um, so I, I feel like uh, there is an example I, I like to say about this issue, like like speaking in a different language is like like uh, acting in a different way. So, so you're reshaping your your personality and your 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 mind. So it's it's totally challenging. Uh, I miss lots of details. And I, as I said early, earlier, like uh, uh, my family is missing lots of uh, details. Like we're growing up and they are getting older and my baby is getting older. She's not baby anymore. So I need them to, to be with me in these moments. But in the same time, Syria is not livable anymore. So I always ask myself that question, 
why we we were like born in these places where we had or we have to leave mm -hmm. and leave everything behind our backs and just continuing our life missing all the de details and and going through nostalgia and and uh, yeah that's complicated mm -hmm. oh i can only yeah. imagine i I, as I'm sitting here listening to you, I have a rush of emotions that I'm feeling because I, I can't imagine, you know, being ripped away from not only my country in which I grew up, but my family. And um, are you, how, like, do you FaceTime or Skype your family or how often are you in communication with them? Sure, yeah, I, I try to do that uh, when I get the chance um, because the, the service there is terrible. Uh -huh. So I, I need to, like, struggle to get. But, but no, it's not really hard compared to like uh, last year, for example. So hopefully it's getting better and there is no power all the time. Wow. So the power goes off and on. Uh, yeah, so I, I, I talk to them uh, like almost every two days. Oh, you do? Yeah, okay, yeah so for you're sure. Still, and you're able to see them? Like, yeah, yes. yeah. I have a big family actually. So. Oh, tell us about that. Yeah, we are uh, six siblings. Wow. Yeah, my mom and dad. Um, so, yeah, I have lots of niece, nieces, uh, like uh, nephews. Wow. <laughs> and they're all in Syria still? Um, yes, except one brother. And where is he? He lives in a island, like, uh, related to France. Oh, okay. So, yeah, he, he, um, he, was, he used to live in Venezuela. But uh, he left the country as well because it's Civilized. one yes, of the worst crisis in the world. Yes. Venezuela is becoming really terrible. So he just left the place and looked for a better place to, to live with uh, and with his family. Yes. So yeah, he, he went to this island and he's waiting for... Um, uh, to get uh, his documents because he seeks he seeks uh, refuge as well as a Syrian. So yeah. So will he come to Canada? I hope so. <laughs> uh, like we we were discussing that, and uh, I don't know like if yeah. he he'll choose this place because being in Europe is a different um, opportunity. You yes. know, it's a like I don't know. Europe is has maybe more advantages to like because it's closer to syria mm -hmm. and and uh so i don't know what well, what, what a reunion that place. would be if he, <laughs> if he came yeah so you were just um a few minutes ago mentioning about um how difficult it's been and you're still dealing with probably the trauma of you know leaving your country and, and being here alone and one of the things that um was uh just I thought a beautiful part of you Aya was your voice and um, I before I contacted you I, I listened to many of your songs and was just really touched even though I don't know Arabic I even had tears rolling down my eyes on one of them because I could I could feel um, your pain in in one of the songs and so I'm guessing one of the ways you deal with your pain and your suffering uh, is through music and so can you share uh, that with us? Has, the, has music always been a part of you as a child? Is this something you fostered moving here? And, and share with us what your music means to you. Uh, yeah, music is my window 
because I'm breathing uh, throughout my music. Um, when I came to this place, I wasn't able to speak the language and I got understood because of my language. Uh, I mean, because of my music. So I was playing the instrument and transferring my feelings, um, expressing my thoughts. I was able to, to like adapt, integrate in this community with, with this skill. So I feel blessed to, to have this skill. Uh, I, I, I don't know if I can say I'm gifted like like to to right to be able to to express all these thoughts throughout music throughout music um i started singing when uh, right away after the war in syria uh the first song was uh, dedicated uh to the moms who lost their kids in the war and it was well known i was totally surprised how how uh, how exposure that song uh, got uh, so I was very happy um, because in in that case um, I tried to say we have different things uh, rather than just carrying a weapon in in this situation we don't want to fight we don't want to like we don't want to say Syria is all that uh, blood uh, and and uh, tears and uh, struggles. Syria is is more beautiful than that, and there is lots of beautiness to just preserve. Uh, so music was my way to to do that, to approve that. And uh, when I came to this country, I I just continued my. Uh, goals or or working on my goals um and that's what i'm doing right now actually i'm uh, i'm trying to sing in english as well um and uh, composing songs uh, toward human causes for example uh, because of this situation i composed uh, a song um, uh, says like there are some valuable concepts that we keep we should focus on like love and kindness empathy and we're trying to spread um, uh, the word about these concepts and people are already doing that supporting each other and standing by each other uh, because life is changing and and not necessary everybody is able to handle these changes you know mm-hmm. so we're just trying to get focused on that and I have other projects as well I didn't know you earlier to let to ask you to participate in this uh, song but it's about women and uh, I asked like uh, different women's it, I, I needed that song to be diverse uh, they are from different countries different cultures different colors just to say women um, always have a common uh, values like um, strongness, um, 
like because women are f as front lines you know and in, in this pandemic like they are working from home they are doing uh, like raising their kids uh, doing all the other responsibilities as well i'm not saying men are not doing that <laughs> but it's my way just to appreciate these efforts yeah lots of other projects as well but i think that's enough <laughs> to um, share for now that's amazing well and to your point like i i believe women are very resilient and uh, there's something in us that allows us to keep going, to get up when we've been pushed down, to fight for what we believe is right. And we have a fire in us that I believe, no offense to men, I love my husband, but I, it, we're just built differently. And yeah. God's given us something different than he's you know, given men. I, I, I feel that, I think that men have a physical strength where women have an emotional strength. True. And, um, and clearly that's, that you have that, Aya. What would you, you like Canadians to know about a refugee coming from another country? Like what, is there anything that, you know, with all of our listeners, um, is there anything that you would like Canadians to know? Actually, um... I had to. I have to say that uh, I was part of uh, the Shoe Project. I don't know if you've heard about I've this project. I've heard about it, but I'm not sure what it is. It's uh, stories about immigrants, uh, yes, uh, yes, about yes. Uh, women, and and um, uh, w like the the coach, the the person uh, who who trained us to perform, said uh, after after inviting her her um, after inviting the participants to her place. One of these ladies said, this is my first time getting in to a Canadian house after, after three years of being in Canada. So I, I don't always ask uh, immigrants to integrate and, and contribute to this place. I, I all the time ask Canadian as well to welcome these people because uh, being rooted out of your place is a huge process. I don't want to define it as, as a hard process or an easy process. It's a, just a huge process. And their life will be changed forever. So I'm just asking Canadian to just consider that. I, I don't wish for Canadian to go through that. To, to just being uh, to be forced to leave their country because they are looking for a better place to live in uh, some people came by their choices and which is in amazing if they got the choice but some people some people don't or didn't so canadians are carrying a heavy burden and overwhelmed by 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 trying to to welcome these people they are doing a lot because I know Canadians are nice and, and kind. And uh, I've heard a lot about you guys. But when I came, it was totally different. Like it was even um, more than I expect expected and, and a lot. So thank you. I want to say always thank you for, for supporting us, for being beside us. And... Yeah, and uh, I can take uh, based on my experience. I can talk about uh, what Canadian uh, have done for me is is too much since I came to this country. Uh, so, yeah, I I want 
I, I, I don't want to add more about this mm-hmm. topic. That's fine. That's, a, that's yeah. wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> and so you had mentioned a little while back that um, you you moved here and you did not know any English. Yeah, I was like barely speaking wow. the language. And how long have you lived here? Uh, for four years. And you're fluent. <laughs> you think amazing. so? I'm oh still struggling. Gosh, your English is amazing, Aya. <laughs> Thank you. Wow, that's very impressive. But still trying to look for my words and, and to translate my Arabic brain, you know, wow. because I'm still doing, thinking uh, in, in my Arabic way. Well, you are doing beautifully uh, because as an adult, it's much more difficult to learn a second it language is. than a child. So your daughter is actually, we realized our daughters are literally two days apart in age. Uh, my daughter, Ruby's two days older. And uh, so were you pregnant when you came here then? So you were carrying her in your tummy. Yeah. And then when you got here, how was it two, three months that you had her or was it right away or? Actually, I'm not sure if I was pregnant before coming (laughs) or if I got pregnant here because, uh, yeah, after nine months of immigrating, immigration. Immigration, yeah. Yes. Immigrating. Uh, thank same. you so much. Well, yeah. no, you see, I'm still living. <laughs> no, you said it right the first time. <laughs> so, yeah, after uh, uh, nine months, uh, uh, she was born. And, wow. and I can say she's giving me or planting me roots in this country. Yes. Yeah, she's... I'm, I'm grounded now yes. because of her. Yes. Yeah. And do you have this feeling of... Um, you must have such like gratification and, and thankfulness that you can raise your daughter in this beautiful country that she's safe and happy and she'll have a good education. Yeah, it must be such a just a, a wonderful feeling for you. Of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah. those are like, all things as a Canadian woman that we take for granted because you just grow up that they're you know they're in a safe and secure environment they have a very good level of education they're going to go to post secondary you know and for you 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 know that just must be just a wonderful feeling absolutely yeah like uh, she's she'll she'll enjoy these mm-hmm. these advantages mm-hmm. these benefits yeah because um, at least having the canadian passport as well is is something really uh, important Canadian don't um, uh, like I, I don't don't pay that much attention to this um, uh, benefit but uh, like in my case I can say Syria now are struggling to get visas to anywhere mm-hmm. like to any country in the world so so like borders are getting uh, uh, impossible to cross to be crossed you know um, so like I, I I always feel sad about that because um, one of uh, our authors like uh, his name is Mikhail Noaima he's uh, Lebanese uh, by the way um, and uh, yeah I, I wanna like uh, mention as well the, the, the Lebanese explosion uh, I don't know if you've heard about oh, it I'm yes. really sorry about what happened in oh, Lebanon and and yeah praying mm-hmm. for for them as well um, but uh, that author said, like uh, animals have more rights than human beings, than than uh, like than human, because because they can cross the borders mm. easily without looking for permissions and without getting some documents and getting like allowed to do that. So we we were born on this planet plant, but 
we're not uh, enjoying like being able to to see the features of this this uh, of the earth you know so like for us it's it's really a hard process to get a visa and to travel to another country because i don't know like they are treating syrian as uh, as monsters or or tourists like i, I don't know like uh, it's it's getting harder and harder but like in this in the time that <clears throat> Uh, during the war or during uh, like tough times, uh, countries should support yes. each others, you know, and support the citizens who are struggling. But in our case, we were like treated as as a virus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nobody want to accept Syrian. Nobody want to. I'm 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 not general generalizing because there are lots of uh, countries which supported Syrian and I, I can't uh, like forget Canada, you know, because I'm, st- I'm standing, uh, standing on this land. Um, but other countries, no, didn't do that much. Yeah, for it's Syrian. like a blemish that, you know, you're, you have a Sir- you're from Syria, you have a Syrian passport. It's like a blemish, like people, yes. you're saying, like people don't want you into their country because, well, I don't know if they're, what they're worried about, but I, I, you know, I've watched a couple of documentaries on Syria and was close to Syria and Israel. We were just at the Syrian border. And um, going back to the part about the women, like I just think as a mother, I, I picture what it would be like being a mother in Damascus or a mother in some of these areas that are just so war-torn. And it, it's heartbreaking because, you know, you want the best for your children, but then you can't get them out of the country. Yeah. So there must be just so much hopelessness and True. sadness and fear. And it makes me emotional just to think about it because you as a mother and me as a mother, you know, you look at your perfect little children and um, to have that hopelessness just must be, it's just must be devastating as a parent. It's not easy for sure. Yeah. yeah. Like, and, and even uh, recently, like uh, because of, um, some punishments of uh, uh, for um, the country from United States and uh, it's a political issue as well. So people uh, struggle to to eat. Mm-hmm. People are struggling to to. Um, it's it's tough. It's getting yeah. harder. I don't know. After ten years of war, it it should start getting better, but obviously, it's not like clear in the horizon Mm -hmm. like i don't know just waiting yeah trying to do our best for this for our country our homeland and being in this spot is is better maybe because we're able to support um if we're like just stuck there and struggling to go out that will be uh, helpless as Mm -hmm. you said so yeah yeah and so you i i from what i see on social media um you are impacting the lives of the people around you you're impacting fellow syrians whether it be in syria or in calgary and so um how are you involved in the syrian community here um that's that's a tough question actually (laughs) um 
I know like uh, being in the best environment will help you to to thrive you know and to grow uh, well um, but in my case I got the support at the beginning from the Canadian uh, community uh, now uh, when I'm like after being stronger and uh, well established um, I'm like trying to introduce myself to the Arabic community here and trying to get that their support and trying to get to like get involved with them more but at the beginning no it was um, like it started not in an expected way like it started um, I started to get support from the Canadian community mm -hmm. I didn't expect that I, I expected to like to be um, grounded because of my Arabic community but it was in the opposite way um, I'm really thankful for them right now because they are part of my journey as well uh, but not from the beginning mm. oh, thank you for sharing that that's very interesting yeah so the Canadian uh, community was very warm and welcoming and and kind of got you rooted and now you are turning more back to your Syrian roots and making connections there. True. Well, and when I look at the outside picture of you, I believe you're impacting your community through your music. <laughs> and, uh, and, and is it, now, it, it's some type of string instrument, but it's, it's not a guitar that you use. It, what is that? Uh, it's called uh, Oud. Oh, whoa, okay, can you say that again? Aoud. Aoud. Yes. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> okay, <good. laughs> You're able to say the letter Ain because it's a challenge for Canadian, you know? Okay. Uh, uh It's uh, an Eastern instrument. It's, you can say, the grandfather of the guitar, um, the, the Eastern version of the lute. So... It's similar to the guitar, guitar, but the box is deeper okay. and and um, uh, yeah, it's it's uh, reshaped in a different way. And this is not the final version of it because okay. uh, I mean uh, this is the vine, final version of it because many uh, since it was created, uh, there was many changes uh, applied to this instrument. It started with less uh, strings and started with a different shape. Um, they say Ziryab is uh, the one who created uh, or, or added uh, to this instrument, like added the, the final string. Um, but like many people worked on that process mm. as well. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful compliment to your voice. It, it's, uh, it sounds lovely. Now, we have a question um, at the vow, and it's what have you vowed to yourself? What have you promised to yourself um, in your life, whether it's when you left Syria or now being a parent? Is there, can you share that with us? Sure. Uh, I always say my success, uh, success is not personal. So if I want to be a successful um, person in this life, a successful uh, maybe singer, or a um, um, uh, social worker because I have that potential and I have that passion. Uh, I'm actually trying to take a certificate at Montreal uh, toward that purpose, toward that cause. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm working on myself to, to get involved in this field. 
um, so my per- my success is not personal so if I'm really successful I'll be able to support others more mm-hmm. so by being supported like we're doing just like a cycle or going through a circle you know uh, people uh, who are supporting me in that in their turn uh, or in my turn uh, I'll be supporting others and um, paying forward or giving back mm-hmm. or I don't know like just trying to uh, do more in this field uh, I'm doing a practicum now with the uh, uh, center for newcomers as well uh, so I'm doing my best to participate in this um, uh, field um, <clears throat> trying to do projects throughout music um, it happened before uh, we raised money uh, to like help uh, some families and um, yeah I'm, I'm using all the skills that I have toward my human purposes mm-hmm. so I, I promised myself <clears throat> to get stronger to be able to help more mm. wow I love that thank you Aya and when you walked in this morning, you talked about um, a documentary um, that you are working on. Can you tell us a little bit about that? And obviously our listeners can't see, but Aya said, do you mind if I set up a little a little camera? And I said, absolutely. So tell us about your documentary. When will it be done? And how will we be able to see it? Uh, yeah, like uh, it, it was supposed to be done uh, on September, uh, because of the the virus and the pandemic and all these chains, like uh, they came up uh, with a different uh, process to to record ourselves at home, to record our daily life, and then to share that experience as as Arab women during the pandemic mm. in Canada and immigrants as well. So lots of concepts are together. Uh, included together in this uh, documentary um, and um, uh, uh, in my case as a mom as well and uh, I want to like um, say um, my baby is, is supporting me as well in this country um, and if I'm saying I want to become a stronger person that's for her as well so helping is like a cycle or a circle as i said Mm -hmm. um so let's go back to the documentary i'll be composing the music for this documentary um um, it's it's um we're working actually with national film board of canada okay and uh yeah it's a huge experience for me it's a, a great posh as well uh, to, to toward my musical journey and toward uh, um, um, sharing my experience in this place, I've made I've been uh, documenting my life in a different in different ways, but I think this is really important as well. Um, so yeah, it's uh, I'm looking forward to to really uh, release that documentary uh, because. It's gonna uh, uh, share some maybe hidden details about our lives as uh, Arab and as uh, immigrant 
most uh, women um, because some people will think of immigrants as in a different way like let's say they they they'll say like um, are they have or do they have similar uh, things that we have or do they do similar activities that we do so they they'll have uh, lots of concerns about our life and about uh, who we are so it's a great way to just share these uh, our experiences and and to communicate to this community as well i love that because i have a lot of um human interest myself with other cultures i was telling you about you know some books i've read and some travel i've done and just in general i'm i'm always curious about how other women live throughout the world in third world countries i traveled to africa and i had done some relief work uh you know before i met my husband and i was always very interested to see how the women lived and um, what they did and how they grew up and how they were um, looked at in their community and uh, so I'm really excited to watch your documentary I'm going to ask you that when it's done if you can share the link and I will share it through our social media avenues and, and help get it out there because I, I think we're just as humans we're curious it's of a course. curiosity is just a part of how we're made and so uh, I'm very curious as to what your everyday life is like as a as an immigrant to Canada, as a woman, as a mother. So I'm excited to 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 watch it. Sure, yeah. I'd <laughs> love to share it with you. And and uh, I I can say like life is or this place is uh, like a mosaic, beautiful mosaic. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's built off all these diverse cultures and all these uh, different. Uh, like personalities and it's the feature of this place to be as much as colorful Mm -hmm. as it can be you know yeah so it's amazing very exciting i love it like how it is yes (laughs) so is there a charity of choice that you would like us to spotlight today something about some some charity that you are passionate about of course uh actually um being part of this place i'm um, like for being part of this place i'm trying to support uh, families in need in this place and i'm supporting my country as well so uh, i mentioned before in a campaign uh, for my youtube channel if you're watching my videos and and supporting my channel uh, when it gets paid this money will be dedicated toward human purposes so i'm working on that and uh, uh, i always um, do percentages of of uh, of my work toward human pur- purposes as well um so i'm i'm humble and and uh, to to say, to speak about that loudly but it's worth it to spread out the word uh, about these um, um purposes and and to get people uh, to get people's attention to really keep keep supporting us and keep working on these human purposes and is there a website that we can go to uh for people that want to possibly look into the charity to donate to the charity how do people find it actually uh it's now on my youtube channel that's it and and i'll be like uh, uh, using that uh, payments toward uh, these causes okay so just supporting my channel is the best uh, um 
think that people can do for now and later uh, because I'm working with a nonprofit organization as well uh, will came up with uh, will like some projects will be implemented then if I get the chance to be here again or if I can share some information with you then yes. you can spread out the word about that then people can donate uh, like uh, physically yes um, I, I know people are wo- overwhelmed because of this situation right now so we don't want to put, put uh, um, more weight yes. on their shoulders um, so we're trying to be self-efficient so that's by uh, getting paid by like private companies who will get advantages of, of like uh, of our uh, uh, platforms like YouTube or, or Facebook or that or etc. Okay, well, yeah. Aya, thank you so much for being here today with us. I I feel so honored that uh, you uh, took a chance on me. You know, we didn't know each other, and uh, when I reached out to Aya, I you know of course was like, well, you know, who are you? Are you legit? <laughs> and uh, we're just so honored that you came, and we're so vulnerable and and willing to share your story with us. And um, if you want to find Aya, it's A-Y-A Mahana, M-H-A-N-A. You can find her on Facebook, on her YouTube channel. So Aya, thank you for being here. Thank you so much. My pleasure to, like, I got this platform and I got this chance to share my experience and to at least ask people uh, directly what I want to say, you know? Thank you so much, and I'm really honored to be here with you today. Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning into The Vow, Voice of Women. We truly hope that you've enjoyed today's speaker. We hope that they've inspired you, made you think outside the box, and given you some points that you can apply to your everyday lives. Please subscribe to our podcast, rate us. If there's any suggestions you can make or feedback, we would love to hear from you. Thanks for tuning in.